You're listening to An Open Dialogue. I'm Violet Howe. And I am Todrick Kendall. And we are back. We, we are. We, After we, a, a hiatus that we're not even sure how long. Yeah, been. yeah. And, and it was, you know, our, our buzzword for this entire first part of, of 2020 has been weird. We've just, I just say to people, because people try to describe it to me and they, they, they're like, they, they start going, it, I this and I that. And I say, it's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, so normally we have all sorts of excuses why we don't get our podcast out, mainly because we're just both incredibly busy. But this time we have a global pandemic. I think that kind of qualifies as like throwing you, you off your normal schedule. <laughs> you should get a pass for that, you know? my son's classes a lot of the classes in his college courses went to pass fail uh, this semester so like in other words if you didn't thrive in the online environment or if perhaps your professor didn't thrive in the online environment rather than your gpa taking a hit you could just you could you could choose to have that class be a pass fail so i think we should on not having <laughs> not a podcast out in a while. Okay, so. <laughs> that's what we'll say. <laughs> so we're calling this one um, "Surviving the Non-Zombie Apocalypse," and um, I want to I want to preface like before we get started, we just want to say that we realize that this virus, this COVID nineteen virus, and the pandemic that has followed has been a very serious matter. Yes, and we realize that there have unfortunately been the loss of lives. There have been the loss of livelihood. It has been a huge physical health issue, mental health issue, emotional health yeah. issue, and we are not making light of any no, of that. No, But we also are here to try to provide some type some of escape and entertainment on some level. And so we're not going to focus on the really sad parts no. of that. Um, no. Because I think we all can easily get overwhelmed with that. So yes. we're going to try to focus on the more lighthearted aspects of this, if there are any. And um, for me, part of that has been calling it the zombie apocalypse. Like I just, <laughs> rather than saying the pandemic or rather than saying the plague or anything like that, I've just been calling it the zombie apocalypse. And do you know, I've had three different people on three different occasions who felt the need to point out to me that there aren't zombies. Oh, really? Well, yeah. then they clearly haven't been looking around because <laughs> I'm seeing zombies. There's been days when I've looked like a zombie, you know, yeah. like, like without yeah. a... Without all the proper cosmetology and, and perhaps well, letting my daily getting dressed habit slide. But, you know, I, zombies in pajamas is a cool thing, right? You know, I just have to say that I was forward thinking many years ago and I had a child who then later on went to cosmetology school. She's not a practicing cosmetologist, but, and so I have a cosmeto, I have, my hair has been on point, baby. I have not had a parish. You definitely get a pass there and I'm going to fail. No, you just didn't have it. You just didn't end up you know, you didn't give birth to a cosmetologist, so. No, I gave birth to an engineer who yeah. came home this weekend for Mother's Day and literally, like, lifted up a piece of my hair and was like, what's going on with this? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, my roots need to be done, and I'm in serious need of a trim. And he's like, I'd say, and I'm like, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, son. Yeah, I mean, I, th I saw you about a month ago, a little over a month ago, because we were online together. And I said, Oh, you have your hair extensions. in." And I was like, No, no. <laughs> this is it. 
And you know what? I love long hair. Like yeah. I've literally, there are pictures of me when I was probably like three or four years old where I would, I would take bobby pins and I would like tap, like pen a towel to my head and put it over <laughs> my shoulder very dramatically as though it were hair. But I just have never had the type of hair that will grow really long. And right now my hair is probably... Probably the longest it's ever been without the spiral perm. God praise the 90s. I love the 90s. But anyway, um, I the thing is, like, it's so stringy and thin. And it just, like, it's long, but it's not. It don't. It don't look pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was laughing. That That's kind of one of the lighter edges of this pandemic as far as people excuse me, the zombie apocalypse uh, that, that, that people have, that people have been kind of making a joke about is I love seeing people saying, well, I gave myself, you know, I finally gave in and gave myself a, uh, a pandemic haircut. And my, my auntie who is actually California, that's not a Northern thing. It is a California, um, Chinese family thing. Um, she posted that she had cut somebody's hair in her house and she said she got laughing so hard that it was a complete wreck. So I said, whose hair did you cut? Because she lives, uh, her husband, she and her husband have her daughter and her two granddaughters. And I was worried about whose hair had gotten cut, uh -oh. but it was her husband's and she said he was a good sport about it. So, so good for that. And, and knowing this auntie, I can totally see her just get giggling and yeah. And, and yeah. If you've ever seen it, the episode of The Big Bang Theory where Penny cut Sheldon's hair, that's all I keep thinking about. <laughs> right? right? Well, I've seen several Instagram videos where people, you know, have, have been trying their hand at hair cutting or like, I don't know, um, Brad Paisley is married yes. to Beverly Williams yes. Paisley. And he was going to like dye her hair. And, and so I've seen several cute ones. My... Um, when I, speaking of perms, when I was, I must have been in like seventh grade and my mother decided she was going to give me a home perm. And when I say it turned out horrible, <laughs> like we're talking like French poodles would have looked at me and been like, what happened to you? Like it was horrible. And my mother doubled over laughing. I'm crying. I've got tears pouring down my face and I'm begging to never go to school again. And my mother was doubled over laughing saying, you look like Nellie Olson from Little House in the Prairie. And so yeah, Nellie Olson was not the look you I was going for going in seventh grade. In, in another uh, pop cultural reference, there's an episode of Friends where, um, Monica tries to get Phoebe to cut her hair because she's talked about giving somebody a haircut. And so Monica just nags and nags and nags her until Phoebe finally agrees that she'll cut her hair. And uh, Monica says that she wants the haircut like Demi Moore. Uh, this would have been, what, the, the mid-90s? Okay. Yeah, okay. About, I think about then. And she cuts her hair and it's just a, a, a disaster. And she said, this does not look like she shows her a picture of Demi Moore. And she said, oh, I thought you said Dudley Moore. <laughs> See, I was scared it was going to be like Demi Moore and G.I. Oh, Jane no, 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 no. So it wasn't. It was, it was more like what Dudley Moore looked like in the movie Arthur. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. 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 So. So def I would say definitely, well, you've had your cosmetologist there. I definitely miss like having my nails done, having my hair done, like little petty things like that. But what are some of the biggest things that you've missed during this time? Well, for me, I missed, our family is kind of separated. I am, I'm very fortunate that two of my children are in my house. So my, my second daughter and my son live with us on a regular basis. So they have been here um, and that's been 
a positive mostly. <laughs> and, um, no, it has been. It really has been. Um, my oldest daughter, son-in-law, and my grandbaby live about um, you know 25 minutes away from us. But because my uh, daughter is work, my daughter who lives with us is working still. Um, they did not feel. None of us felt that it was a good idea, yeah, for us right. to spend time with the baby. Right. So, um, you know, we went through a time that that for our family was was difficult because my husband's birthday was the end of March, mine is ten days later at the beginning of April, and then we had Easter, and we could not be together as a family. We've done a lot of, and you guys are really, guys are really close yes, to family, so that's we, a huge change. We for see, you. you know, I'm used to seeing the baby. I mean, I was taking care of of the baby while my daughter was uh, working temporarily. She had filled in for somebody on maternity leave. She actually only ended up doing that for a week before spring break started, and then <laughs> the pandemic started. So, um, for for me, it was not being able to pick up my grandbaby, not being able to, um, they, they came over on my birthday and sat in the car in the driveway and put the window down like two inches and I was able to see her. But for me, it was, it was wonderful to see her, but it was painful for me thinking that what's going on in her little head, like why is Nana not picking right. me up? Why is right. Nana why not hugging? Her up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and to see now, um, it, we've gotten to a point where we feel a little bit better. We're still um, taking a lot of precautions when we see her, um, and we are easing into it slowly. But I, I, I see the results. I see that she doesn't necessarily expect us to pick her up. She's not, you know. Um, but she's, you know, hopefully she's resilient and and will will jump back from this. And I keep hoping that she will never remember a time when. Nana couldn't pick her up, you know, where she, that'll the, yeah. That'll be the first point that comes up. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it was yes. all fine until my Nana right, stopped right. picking right. And that up. was hard. And then my, my youngest daughter uh, works at a farm uh, three hours away. And so we could not see her um, for for a while. And and we, we were able to see her about two weekends ago. She came home. But, um, you know, and, and was that completely different than it would have been? Maybe not, you know, maybe she would have been because it's it's the end of their busy season anyway. So it's possible that that, that wasn't pandemic related. But the idea that we knew that if we needed to, we probably could not see her. Yeah, I think that the mental part of knowing that you can't see people is definitely different. My, um, both of our sons, are in college. One of them lives and lived in Boston and one over in Orlando by the, the campus for UCF, University of Central Florida. And I don't, it's funny because I think we, we probably throughout the four years they were in college, we probably saw the one in Boston more than the one in Orlando. Because when, when Valentine would come home from Boston, like he was home. And so we would see him and spend time with him. And ever since Logan moved out of the dorm and got a kitchen and an apartment, <laughs> I never see that child. Um, I pretty much bribe him with Thai food. Like, hey, want to meet for lunch? And so, but anyway, um, when this all started, Valentine was actually home for uh, a spring break and they closed the college while he was home and he had to fly back to Boston and clean out his dorm. And at that point, Boston was kind of like a hot spot. You know, it was like, oh crap, but his car was up there. All his stuff was up there and he had to clean out the dorm. And so he and his girlfriend flew up to Boston to get everything. And 
my husband and I kind of talked about like, what do we do about the boys? Because technically, neither one of them live here, but you don't want to tell them that they can't come over. And at the same time, you know, you have to limit your exposure and limit who you're seeing. And so whenever he got back from Boston, he came over for dinner. I called the one in Orlando and said, you know, hey, do you want to come over for dinner? And <laughs> he was like, I don't know who you people have been around. <laughs> He's like, we're supposed to be social distancing. He just went to Boston. I don't know where the two of you have been. He's like, my roommates and I, because he has three roommates. He's like, we're all kind of like staying in and limiting who we come in contact with. And I'm like, okay, that, you know, that makes perfect sense. So, Boston kids comes home, we have dinner with him, he spends the night. And two days later, we find out that his aunt and uncle who picked him up from the airport in Boston had both tested positive and were, you know, unfortunately, very ill, um, have since recovered, thankfully. But then it was kind of like this, like, okay, it's been in the house kind of thing. I mean, he, uh, he never did show any kind of signs or symptoms, which unfortunately, as we've learned with this virus, not showing signs or symptoms does not mean that you can't pass it to other people. So it's been, um, it's been very interesting, because we went probably like a month there, where neither one of the boys um, came over or came home. And like I said, I was accustomed to not seeing Logan, he's very independent, and he kind of leads his own life and does his own thing. And we talk and we text and we FaceTime, but he doesn't, he doesn't come to this side of town a lot, but knowing that I couldn't see him um, mentally was kind of a different, a, a different beast to deal with. So he did come home this past weekend. He spent the night um, Saturday night and stayed all day for Mother's Day. And this mama's heart was happy, <laughs> very, very, very happy. Yeah, so. it's it's you know we we had everybody under the same roof uh, again, very socially distant and with um, our we have two medically fragile people plus my just a over a year old granddaughter. So we are still wearing masks and, and trying just as a personal decision to protect these yeah, people. Yeah, we are too. Um, and so, you know, we, we did, but, but it was still, we were still all in one place. So that was, that was very nice. Um, right before everything you and I had both traveled right before yeah. you you, you yeah. to a greater extent than me. Yeah. You were in New, Jersey, New Jersey and Jersey. I was in England. Yeah. So I was in New Jersey, um, at the time that everything began really ramping up. I mean, New Jersey went under curfew, went under stay at home, went under everything while we were there. We were helping my aunt and uncle move, so we weren't going anywhere anyway. We weren't seeing anybody. Um, but I really got a taste of what was going on up there uh, early because I, you know, I uh, was, we went to the grocery store one day and it was just really eye-opening because in Florida, it, we really hadn't done anything yet. You know, nothing had really, right, we were right. still going, oh, well, you know, I, I think the schools had closed for, they had said that they weren't opening until uh, the beginning of April at that point. They, they had not, yeah. Right, it was kind of like everybody went on spring yeah. break and then they extended right. it. Exactly. So, so at that point, we didn't really know, but um, driving up and down the eastern seaboard was, you know, not that we were doing it willy-nilly, we were, we were making a big push to, to get there, but just seeing things was very interesting, very, um, right. you know, so right. yeah, it was. You know, one of the things that I miss the most, and again, I just want to stress, we're, we're talking about trivial things today. We're not talking about, you know, so on a trivial note, the things I miss the most is going to the movies. Like, oh, I, I have thought such that. such a huge movie buff. I've thought that about and you. And I go to the movies yeah. like 
a couple times a month minimum and to to not be able to go to the movies and not be able to have that experience i've really missed that and i've missed going to restaurants and sitting down and ordering and having a meal but but i what i really miss most is like i didn't realize how often i get together with friends like i work alone and i you know i'm home alone all day except for my dogs and um i'm a very social person i'm an extroverted extrovert and i need to be around other people in order to have energy and i didn't realize until this like how crucial that is for me because i normally I, I normally have plans at least a couple of times a week where I'm either meeting somebody for lunch or I go to somebody's house to play cards or I meet up with somebody to see a movie or I meet up with somebody just to, you know, for coffee or whatever. And um, that's that's been something that I've really missed is having that contact. I thank God for FaceTime. FaceTime has been wonderful um, to be able to video and, and see people and talk to people. But I miss that um, that human interaction, like that, you know, in-person interaction. Right. And, and for me, it, I... I have not seen much of a difference because that's not my, um, that's not my go-to. Um, right. You know, right. I my son, my son, my son, my son was like, "This is really actually not a big change in my lifestyle. I stay home. I talk to the people that live in my house, and I am on yeah, the computer." Yeah, yeah, that, that that's <laughs> I mean? been pretty much. Um, uh, <sighs> the difference has been more that um, uh, definitely the the eating part, although we don't go out to eat much anyway. And uh, we had made the decision to go vegan before all of this. So, I mean, it's been a great thing for... It's, <laughs> it's been perfect, perfect timing, timing yeah. for that, and, yeah, to do a, a right, lifestyle Right, so it was, it was good. Um, and, uh, you know, my son has been, has had friends who were also isolating uh, what one of the things my son did early on actually before we got back from New Jersey was their gym clothes my son is a, um, a rock climber and their gym clothes so he uh, being the enterprising youth that he is built his own wall um, it happens to be on the other side of my bedroom wall which is fun when, I, when I'm you know <laughs> trying to take a nap or whatever um, and, and they actually set up lights so they could climb late yay um, so that's again been fun but they the, the, all of them worked together and they were all isolated in their own things and they were not coming in my house they were just staying outside but it's been a great way for them to continue to you know to, to, right, exactly, and it's it's actually a pretty incredible. If if you're one of my readers, you probably saw it because we, I did a, uh, I did I did a booze tour early <laughs> in April, and we went past the wall. Um, but so I still felt like we had people coming in. You know, I could go and stand and talk to, to young people. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been more the opposite for me in that my people are here a lot more. My husband, um, a lot of his work is in senior facilities and those closed immediately. We had our last service right. on the, the second week in March, right before we were going away anyway, and we haven't been able to see them since. Um, so, you know, consequently, he's here a lot. Happily, he's also at the garden, which has now become a small farm. Because um, that, that can be good and bad to have. Oh, like my husband was here yeah. a lot in the beginning when all of our work uh, shut down, and like 
talk about getting writing done when somebody else is in the house and asking you questions. Yeah, and yeah. Having no regard for. Values. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that anybody we know is like that, but we can imagine. No, of not. We can of imagine what because we're because we're creative people. I would imagine for some people. So it's for been some hard. people, it's probably <laughs> been a struggle. Not for us because we have no, you know, that that's not no. Um, no, our our husbands yeah. would never be like that. But you know, even my my daughter who. Um, you know, works and as I said, has not stopped working, but she did, she has dropped to four days a week for work because the kids whom she nannies are, their, their activities have all been canceled, their school's canceled, so as a family, they're, they're going to their other house. Um, they're actually spending time together. And they have they have a beach house, so they go to that beach house on Friday. So now she's she's got a long weekend every every weekend. Um, and she had other things she would do. You know, she had a regular routine that she would be off with this group of friends on this night, and she had trivia every night every week that she would go with a group of friends and do trivia. Well, it's now all online. You know, everything. So right. um, yeah, so that's been an adjustment is having very little alone time and. Um, really treasuring any alone time that I have. You know? uh, yeah. but speaking of everything going online, like what an amazing, like I can't imagine if we had gone through this non-zombie apocalypse without the internet, oh, without social yeah, media, right. without Zoom. Like you look at like Zoom has just exploded and the number of things that we're able to do online. Now, some of these things I don't think should be on. I have a friend who's a kindergarten art teacher. I don't think that was ever supposed to be an online course. So some of these things have not really translated to online very well. But um, to be able to keep in touch with people and be able to, to for people to be able to work and for people to be able to take classes and this whole having the internet during this and being able to have that connection um, has I been mean, great. I can even imagine if we had not been. I mean, no. No, my daughter is a, my oldest daughter is a speech language pathologist and she has been doing teletherapy. Now that, at first I think she thought, well, this ought to be interesting because she works with a lot of younger children. She tends right. to work with right. three, with maybe sometimes two-year-olds all the way up to maybe six or seven. Um, and she thought, oh, this is going to be fun. But she's actually discovered that it, it does work very well because these kids are in their own environment. So... They, they actually are responding, uh, you know, a little bit better than they've been taken Good. out or whatever. And it's given her more flexibility. So, yeah. So, there have been some, you know, some some positives about it. And, uh, you know, hopefully that will give her a little bit. Uh, there may be some parents who might not have thought about it before who would be interested in saying, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll agree to teletherapy. Not a problem. Right. So. Right. Yeah. That's been a good thing. So what, do you, so what do you wish you had known at the beginning? Like if you could back up and kind of know what was coming, because I, I feel like this all like, it, it, it kind of unfolded in this like surreal way where we didn't really know what to expect. This has never happened before. Right. So now going back, what do you wish you had known um, at the beginning? Well, I will, I will kind of preface this by saying going to something that I do miss is one of the things that, that I did not even think about is... Um, I miss my thrift my thrift shopping because I, I used to go maybe once right. a week or so and it was not even that I was buying much but it was just you know hey it's it was it was a little bit of retail therapy that was really really cheap um, and so I wish that I had realized how much I was going to want to live in like 
uh, this, this long flowy dresses, okay? I've seen more of my friends talk about, do you remember those house dresses that our, our mothers and grandmothers used to wear? Well, I have one now and I'm living in it. And that's, a, that's the thing. I had a couple that I would, you know, you get out of bed, you take, you know, you maybe don't want to stay in your PJs, especially when, um, when the, my son had friends over rock climbing or whatever, you know, you maybe didn't want to be in your robe and your, in your PJs. Um, but I didn't really feel like putting on yoga pants again. Um, it was, it was just nice. And so I wish that I had invested in more of those yeah, early on. Yeah. Because, you know, it's been like, uh, guess I got to watch. I got to, got to wash this now before it walks out by itself. No, I, I really wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm joking. I really am. What about you? Yeah, I guess one of the things that I wish I had known in the beginning was how much time it was going to be. Like there's things that I want to do. Like I would love to watch all the Marvel movies in order. I would love to watch all of the Star Wars films in order. Like things that if I had known I was going to have six weeks of life being shut down that I probably would have been like, oh, well, let me plan this out and use this time to do X, you know, or maybe I would have taken like an online piano course or a foreign language course or something. But you know, we just kind of kept thinking each week that, well, it's only going to be another week or two. Okay. And I also think that in the beginning, it was like, so the concept was so foreign and everything was so scary that like anxiety was in high drive. So you weren't really like thinking like, oh, vacation, let's watch movies. Like it was more like, Oh God, the zombies are going to be here any day. So. <laughs> and see, uh, it, it, I think it is a matter of perspective and of what, having been up in New Jersey, I came home fully expect, and also I have a friend who has been like, I found out after it began that, that their family had been expecting it and watching this for like since the end of December, beginning of December. So so she was, you know, said to me, this is what I predict, and this is what I think is going to happen, whatever. So I fully assumed that we were not going to be back out of our house till the end of May. So having said that, first of all, the difference for me was that as soon as I came back from New Jersey, I was under a tremendous uh, writing deadline. So uh, because I released three books on April 7th. So I had to finish. Congratulations and thank crazy. you. Okay. <laughs> well, I already, you know, they were they were already mostly written, but I had to, uh, but I, but it was wonderful because I had plenty of time and and excuse not to go anywhere and didn't have um, as much as I missed my granddaughter, which I certainly did. All that responsibility that I had been scheduling my writing times around around those times with her was was gone. So, um, so I did actually. Uh, I, I didn't have a lot of the anxiety and I didn't have a lot of the worries because I was so focused on, on the writing. And then um, my son and I did watch all of the Marvel movies in, um, in order. I, I, after months of poo-pooing people and rolling my eyes, I did break down and get Disney Plus. I will admit that um, because the movies are on there. Right. And so, yeah, we, we are now to the last two and we, we've just been waiting because we want to watch them. We need six hours to watch them together. We don't want to have the break between the last two. So, which is not really the last two because there's, then there's, um, far from home, Spider-Man far from home, but we want to watch, um, infinity war and Endgame together. So, um, so we're going to do that. Um, we did not watch all the star Wars movie, but I did watch the Mandalorian 
which I had not seen yet. And I did watch the last Star Wars movie, which we had not seen. And I I enjoyed that. And I will say, I did not take piano or foreign lesson, but, or foreign, foreign lesson, foreign language, (laughs) a foreign lesson. (laughs) Um, But I did do a lot of um, classes and like personal development classes and that kind of thing. So... So Thank I took so all of your intentions. Of your you I go. took all of your you intentions. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that I should have done, you were able to do. I'm, I'm so glad that we have a partnership here. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I, I live to surf. That's that's what it is. But but yeah. It's, it's not like I didn't do all. anything. Like we've, we're in the third season of Ozark, so I did watch something. <laughs> but um, no, I finished, uh, I finished a novella that will be coming out yes, for Christmas. Yes, you did. You did. I'm almost finished with um with the next book in Cedar Creek. So I I did do writing. Like I know I did you did get stuff done. So. Yes, yes, you did. You did do that, but, and then you've gotten other stuff done. And yeah. you know what? Sometimes we just we just need a break. Now, really, here is the here is the crucial question: Did you break down and watch Tiger King? Like I did. Okay, I did not. I did, I did not. I will say mostly my daughter did. And, and as we were coming home from New Jersey, she was like, oh my gosh, you have to watch this. But I cannot stomach any kind of animal issues, like like animal cruelty or anything like that. Like I, that will send me into a a mental space that I just know. Yeah, so I, 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 don't, I don't stand for any of that either. And I will say there wasn't like... Um, it wasn't happening on the screen like you okay. you knew that obviously this person is mentally not well and therefore there are going to be things that are happening that aren't good you know what I mean like it, yeah. it's not like you watched it and thought oh my god he probably treats his animals really well um, <laughs> but for, for me it was like and I, and I don't think I honestly don't think I would have watched it if we weren't in the zombie apocalypse right but it was just like this train wreck that just kept happening and kept crashing. And at the end of every episode, I was like, this shit cannot get any crazier. And then it did every single episode. And, um, and then of course you had like the wave of memes and the wave of, you know, all the stuff that came with it. And so, yeah, I, I know some people who have loathed it. And some people that I told to watch it, who probably will never take another recommendation. From <laughs> me again. And well, and let me, let me back up on that statement by saying anyone that I told to watch it, I, I, I clearly had a disclaimer that said, I am not saying this is good. And I am not saying you should watch it. I am saying that it's entertaining. Right. So, right. Anyway, I, I, um, yeah, I, I would say that there have been a couple of cultural phenomenons that have come out of, of this, uh, in addition to the the uh, COVID-19 haircut, or lack thereof. Um, and, and Tiger King is definitely one of them. Um, that, that's John, one. John yeah. Krasinski's Some Good News. Yes, I don't know which, if you've been watching that. That uh, is amazing. My brother-in-law was on it. Really? Yes. You're yes. Kidding. He was not. And the funniest thing is that I knew it because my niece had sent us the the clip of it. But then I was getting gas like 2 weeks ago, I guess about 2 3 weeks ago. I don't know. Who knew? Who keeps track of time? And I'm getting gas. You know how some gas pumps have like a little TV thing in yeah. it? Well, yeah. this one was showing SGN. And I turn around and there's my brother-in-law on the gas pump. I was like, okay, well, you know, you just, I, I, I messaged my sister-in-law and said, well, you just never know where Frank is going to show up. He and his, all of, all of my, um, 
uh, my niece and all of my nephews, except for one, all returned to their family home during this because my niece works on Broadway in New York. And so she got out early because she was afraid of not being able to get out if she didn't. So um, I, I am almost sure that this was at her instigation. It might have been her brother's, but I don't know. They did this thing where Frank uh, kicked the ball, this huge ball, over their house and then yeah. ran to the yeah, backyard and caught it in the hoop. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, that was my brother-in-law. That's awesome. That is that is Frank, yes. And so, um, yeah, we were like, yep, of all of, you know, here, Shannon works on Broadway. All the boys are involved in pretty high-profile stuff. Like, yep, Sean, that, or Frank, that would be it. Yep, so... So that really kind of like probably changes your degrees to Kevin Bacon in some way, I'm sure, if you uh, look into it. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it that much, but okay. I just laugh. But yes, that was, that has been, that was somebody taking, not, not my brother-in-law, but John Krasinski, taking this time and saying, what can I do to bring you know, happiness. And yeah, and it's it's been I great. love it. We've watched every yeah. episode. And I, I literally, like, I'm in, like, little happy tears in every episode. I know. Because it's just something that, um, uh, it's something that's needed, you know, to be yeah. able to laugh and to be able to, you know. And to, the people to, who, yeah, the people who have who have done this, are, they've brought such joy to people. Um, uh, Kimberly, we talked a little bit earlier about Kimberly Williams-Paisley at, uh, watching her stories on Facebook, she had one the other day was, uh, where she's going, I think I'm really getting the hang of this. This is good. And she's walking around the house and she's got her glass of wine. And then the camera pans around and you see Brad in the corner tied up and a, a duct tape over his mouth. And she's, It's been a really great day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's humor right there because all of us wives are like, we get you. We get you right now. You know? Well, and I will say that, you know, when you when you pick a mate, you kind of look at like, you know, is this someone who makes me laugh? And do mm -hmm. we have things in common? And, you know, do we have similar belief systems and values? And do I think I could raise this man's children? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that anybody looks at a person and says, could I be, be quarantined, quarantined with yeah. you seven days a week, 24 hours a day without fail? And um, I'm very happy to say that I have not killed my husband and, you know, he still, now that he's back to work, he still comes home. It's not like he got out and never returned, so I, so I think he's okay. He runs from the house, but, escape, right? escape. Right? But, um, but I think it's probably revealed a lot of fissures in some relationships. Yeah. I think it's revealed a lot of, um, you know, especially like with, with, parents trying to school their children at home oh. and some parents trying to work from home and school yeah. their children from home and take care of children that are normally you know not in the house during the day I, I really think it's given people a greater appreciation for teachers and for daycare workers because of course all children are just simply precious and adorable but speaking as a former medical middle school teacher the problem is not always the teacher <laughs> so I think that that some people have gotten a new awareness of what it's like to to teach their children and to expect their te their children yeah. to turn in assignments and do things. So yeah, and that's you know uh, from uh, two things from a, a personal point of view. One is that my I, this was a really 
poor timing for my granddaughter, who is at that age where she really can take in a lot of stimulation. You know, she's she was she was 14 months when it started. She'll be 16 months on uh, tomorrow. So you know, she. So I guess she was 13 months when it started. Um, she just and she's been in a house with two people. Right. You know, up until right. recently. So, um, I, you know, uh, that has that has got to have been hard on um, on both parents and children. Um, I said my daughter said something like, "Oh, you know, the blah blah blah," and I said, "This was my life when when my oldest daughter was little because we lived in Hawaii. We didn't have an extra car, and and I knew nobody. So that was I was I was quarantined without the benefit of quarantining." Um, but but it is hard. It's it's at, at an age where they're mobile. They're they're starting to understand things. Their communication is going up. To have to entertain somebody within the the you know four walls of a house. Um, the other thing that was interesting was how many people said to me, um, you know, oh you chose to homeschool because we did. We you know we did homeschool. And I, I had a, a conversation with our pharmacist yesterday, and he just said it's it's bad. It's it's really rough, and. The difference between what we did, homeschooling, and what's going on now is that as homeschoolers, we chose our own curriculum. We were right. not dependent on anybody right. else. We were not dependent on technology. We were not dependent on um, having to follow what somebody else had set up. And all the, all of the parents who are trying to do it now or who are succeeding to various degrees are are having to go by somebody else's um, you know rules and, and schedule and whatever. So I, I give a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, credence to them. I, I give them a well, a and big I think you also out. have a lot of parents who are still working their own right. jobs. Yeah, and so you know homeschooling. Yes, there is a, a certain amount of independence in in children doing their lessons lessons, but they're still being taught. Someone is still teaching them. Someone is still right. facilitating. There's there's still a, a person who needs to be on hand. Right. And so if you're trying to work your own job and be available to help your children with their assignments and and for these children it's new you know that's well that's what I was going to say yeah yeah and from what I understand you know the technology at times has been overwhelmed just from right. uh, you know the sudden explosion of, of so many people using it so I, I think it's been very difficult and and I wonder I, I truly wonder like I know one of the things we want to talk about um and we need to start wrapping up soon <laughs> as we try to honor time but I know like some good things will come out of this. And I'm, right. I'm always like an optimist person. I'm always kind of the, all right, let's look for the good. Where can we find the good? And so I do think one of the things that will come out of this is some people, maybe not everyone, but I think some people will have greater appreciation for um, their children's teachers. I think some people will have a greater appreciation for their spouse. Um, some people have greater appreciation for their coworkers or for, you know, being able to get up and go to work in the morning or being able to, um, you know, be around other people. So I think, you know, a lot of things that we take for granted, we may look at with a different perspective now having been kept away from it or, or now having been forced to do something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I, I hope so. I, um, I have a, a healthy skepticism about what things are going to be like after. Um, but um, well, what are some good things you can find? I'm going to force some you to be a good things. optimist. Okay. What are some good things that you think will come out of this? Some good things. Um, I 
hope that people can see that some things that they always said, I could never do that, having been forced to do it, they will realize that there are some benefits to it. And actually, homeschooling is one of those things. I'm not saying that everybody's going to come out and say, well, now, you know, we, we don't need to send our kids to school. There, um, there are plenty of people who are going to say, it's wonderful. This is what our family needs is, is this kind of structure. But um, as a homeschooler, I had, I've always had people say, oh, I could never do that. I could never do what you did. And I'm hoping that some people will see that, yeah, actually they can. And, and maybe it is something that works for their family. Right. Um, I, I hope that, uh, that people realize that there are certain things that, that we can do without, that we think we can't do without. Um, yeah, it's been amazing yeah. to watch the effect this has had on the planet. Yes, you know, with definitely. Like, uh, skies over cities clearing yes. up and rivers yeah. and streams clearing up. Like just if, you know, different yeah. things that we've seen that like when we're not going about our normal routine. Right. That, um, you know, that maybe the, the planet has a chance to breathe. I saw, um, I've been following... <laughs> I've been following this dog. There's a dog. There's a dog on Facebook, and it's called Pluto Living. And okay. it basically is like somebody's using that app where you can make it look like the dog's talking. And oh, okay. for some reason, this particular dog's face and this particular dog's voice and the way this dog mom, you know, interprets what her, she thinks her dog would be saying is hilarious to me. It just really <laughs> strikes my sense of humor. But Pluto also has like uplifting messages. And, and one of Pluto's messages was that maybe Mother Nature put everybody in a timeout so that she could catch her breath. <laughs> and, you know, kind of like a, a, a mom thing. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so yeah, I, I think there's, you know, as, as many horrible things that are coming out of this, I do think there are some good things that are coming out of this. And I think an appreciation of our family, an appreciation of being to, to see our relatives and spend time with them, an appreciation of being able to be with friends, an appreciation of the ability to go to work, um, right? you know, the, the ability to, to be self-sufficient or, or, or make money and pay our bills, the ability to be healthy. Like, you know, there's a lot of things like that that we could look at that's good in it. But I also think, you know, what it's doing for the planet might be good. I, uh, for, for us personally, I think, um, I think we've had a very different perspective because a lot of things that other people have been forced to do over the past couple of months are things that we've been doing for at, at least the last three years, right. um, possibly longer. Um, you know, we have had a very uh, restricted income because my husband's ministry. And so, a lot of things have not changed for us and we but but there's a lot more people who are in the same boat and i'm not i'm not glad for that that's not but but there's a little bit more understanding of what that's right. like right a little um, bit more empathy now that people have yeah, kind of gone through it themselves yeah, yeah um and things uh that that we have learned to do you know we live uh we 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 eat we eat a lot of what we grow and we grow a lot of what we eat um and so that has been that has been interesting. Um, I'm, I'm very glad that during this time we had banner crops coming in. Um, and just, you know, not to put too fine a point on the environmental thing, but there, you know, there's a lot of people who have been trying to figure out what to do without paper towels, paper napkins, you know, hopefully not toilet tissue, but you know, we know that there was a big run on it. Um, and, and those are things that we have been cutting down on uh, not the toilet tissue, but the other stuff, uh, for for quite a while. 
So right. that's been, it's been um, interesting for me to have people say, I know that you do this already. Tell me, you know, tell me what you're doing. How are you, how doing? Are you right. doing? Yeah. How are you doing this? How are you surviving? What are you doing? Um, so yeah, it's been, that's been very interesting. And um, I'm hoping that, that with a, all due respect and, and grave understanding and sympathy and empathy to those who have lost uh, loved ones and friends and also those who have been struggling with, uh, you know, with some... Livelihood. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All of that. Uh, that. That we will come out maybe a, a kinder, gentler, um, more thoughtful people. Um, there's certain people who I have been just, I, I've loved listening to Jen Hatmaker. I've loved listening to Glennon Doyle, to Brene Brown, to a bunch of different people who have been great about coming on and, and talking during all of this and kind of um, solidifying where we are. And just the idea of yesterday, Glennon talked about listening. And I thought that was, that would be a really important lesson for us to bring out of this, that we're, we have time and we realize that it's important to take the time to listen a little bit more than we have been. Um, so that would be great. And I will say, this is, this is a totally unrelated thing. It's been very cool for me on the positive side. Blue October has been doing like every other week yes. concerts. And this week, Justin is doing the singles one. And it's been yes. awesome for me because I can be in my own home. I can listen. I mean, yeah, you, you miss the energy. I, I'm not going to lie about that. But but you know what? We're getting music, and that has kept me going. That kind of thing yeah, has really kept what, me and, going. And not just Blue October, but all of the yeah. the Broadway shows being you know yes. on YouTube, and the different people who have done the home concerts, right. and people who have done you know Instagram lives and things. The way that people have used social media yes. to still keep the arts alive and to still keep things connected and, and give people an escape, I think, has been wonderful. Absolutely. So. Yes. Well, we would love to hear from all of you. We would love to hear um, what you've missed most during this, things that you wish you knew before it began. Mm -hmm. And we'd also love to hear if there's any good things that you can think of that were coming out of this. And we hope for all of you that you are healthy and well. We hope that your family is healthy and well. We want you to stay safe. Definitely. And uh, we would love to hear from you. So thanks for listening. And thanks for being um, part of our digital world. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.